Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Stockholm Local, a platform for exploring and understanding at a deeper level relevant topics in Sweden through an expat's perspective. That expat being myself, Erin Bonnier. And in many ways, this is my personal journey of finding a way to integrate into a society I have much admiration for, and yet in so many ways, don't understand. Me sober is a drunk sweet, so I want a sweet to be a bit drunk, and then we're fine. I am. That's <laughs> Don't what let I'm me doing make right a fool now. out of myself. For the first podcast episode, I thought we'd start out diving deep into my perspective as an American living in Sweden, since I'll be asking my own guests to open up and reveal their personal feelings on the topics at hand. Why not start by doing it myself? So to help with this discussion, and I guess I could say therapy session, is the lovely half-Swedish, half-American um, therapist and healer based in Stockholm, Mandy Palacio. And this is a episode we're calling An American in Sweden. So Mandy, thanks for being here to be my therapist today. Thank you. For the initial <laughs> podcast, intro podcast to Stockholm Local. And of course, we have my amazing producer, Frederick. Akazaki, who's here, who might kick in every once in a while to give his little comments here and there. So um, let's do this. How do we start this therapy session? <laughs> I think for me, it was just, you know, moving here. I'd never lived in a place that was so closed before. Um, and being an American and then in London, which is quite open and diverse and everything. And then coming here, it just felt like I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm married to a Swede and my son's half Swedish and my dad's actually half Swedish. So there's Swedish in me as well. But I really felt like, wow, I need to do something where there's a platform that we can just be open and, you know, express ourselves freely. And I felt like that was kind of missing. So that's kind of how this came about, this whole idea for the podcast for Stockholm Local. Um, and, and yeah, so I guess that's kind of where I'm at with that. So... So, so you've been here for a year? Yeah. Okay. And you moved from London? Yeah. To Sweden? Mm-hmm. Okay. And your, your, uh, prior to coming here, what was your initial like sense of moving to Sweden? What was it you were looking forward to? Well, I mean, all my, everyone said it was so horrible, <laughs> to be honest. All my Swedish friends were like, the weather's horrible. 
<laughs> people are not easy to connect with. And so, I mean, they made it sound so horrible that when I got here, it wasn't as bad as they said, you know. So that was good in many ways because the weather compared to London is really not that bad. And, uh, and the people, you know, they're not that bad either. I think it was after being here for a year that I started to really feel like I missed connecting with people on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I missed people just being more open. The more that I'm around people that are like not being open and not connecting and there's like this lack of energy, it makes me want to like be even more open and more expressive and almost like, you know, I have this thing lately where I'm like trying to break social codes in Sweden. And I'm like, what can I do to piss someone off? You know, like you're going to be passive aggressive. I'm going to annoy you even more, you know, like be direct. Do you have more. an example, like a very specific example of a situation that you were in where something triggered you? Um, I have to tell you the funniest story because my, I got this, I was in, went to my elevator one day and there was this sign hanging on the wall with a parking ticket from our car and it said my husband's name across the top and then it said something along the lines of don't put your parking tickets on other people's cars, bad behavior, like you should be ashamed or whatever. (laughs) They didn't sign their name clearly, you know, and I was like, first of all, the parking ticket has our car registration info on it so why would we even take our parking ticket and put it on someone else's car you know like what the hell is that about but it was just like so someone took our parking ticket that I guess some prankster put on their car not us and you know looked up our registration info found our address got into our building so I'm at the talk to the board about security you know (laughs) and then posted a shaming letter that wasn't even thinking with, like, logic, you know, on our elevator for, like, everyone to see. Like, they didn't even, like, go to our door with our, you know, and give it to us at least. And didn't sign their name, you know. And I'm like, this is, like, amazing. Like, I framed it. It's hanging in our entryway because I was like, honestly, this is just incredible. You know, like, this passive-aggressive, like, not, like, kid can hide behind this and go to this lengths to, like, shame someone, you know. And that, to me, is just, like absolutely absurd and I just haven't seen that in other places so it's quite funny I think that you know it's important to um you know when talking about this highlight the uh the history because at some point in time I I think that there was just this giant trauma in Swedish history where people literally died it was it was a life-death situation socially culturally that if you spoke your mind you would literally die And so as a way to protect yourself, you wouldn't say anything. You'd just not speak your mind and just be silent. See no bad, hear no bad, say no bad. And that has protected people until now. Now I think that we globally were in a place where that is starting to, you know, the borders are starting to like the rest of Europe and the rest of the world is starting to push into to into our country. And we see that this creates a lot of tension in society in general. And culturally as well, you know, there's there's something that really wants to cling on to not saying anything, not seeing anything, uh, not expressing yourself because that literally means that you'll you'll uh, you know let go of some wild crazy animal <laughs> or, or like the opposite that you will like weakness or right? that you'll die. Hmm. So so there that needs to be uh, 
put into perspective as well, trying to understand why Swedes don't express themselves, because that's that's a deep wound that goes way, way, way back. But of course, it's annoying. You know, you want people to be straightforward and say, you know, okay, excuse me, could you could you move so I can come a come a little bit to the side instead of being all like passive aggressive. Passive aggressive about it. I've had so many incidents where people are like. You just hear some grunting and you're like, what is going on? And then someone is behind you kind of like, just like, you know, <laughs> like staring at you. And you're like, oh, you want to pass? Oh, let me move aside. Yeah. Like you can actually use no, your vocal you totally cords and it. express yourself. Yeah. But I mean, that's not, that's not necessarily how Swedes are brought up. That's not culturally how it is. But there's also like a fear, right? Like, I mean, this, I, of, of being vulnerable because them be, I mean, for me, being vulnerable is many different levels, right? But for I feel like in Sweden, it's like, you know, uh, things to me that don't feel like I'm being that vulnerable to them is like super private, you mm-hmm, know? Yeah. And there's this fear of, it, you know, if you are vulnerable and express yourself, then, you know, the judgment that comes with that um, is too scary. So it's a weakness in a way to like, be vulnerable and to really like express yourself on things that maybe you have shame around or like if you're having a problem because you really there's this really thing about keeping the surface looking good and that's really when I first moved here one of the things that I saw pretty fast was you know outside Sweden's really looked up as like this trend setting they think you know kind of place that oh there's all these amazing you know things going on and and they dress amazing, and there's, the interiors are great, and, and there's a lot of truth to that. But at the same time, it's like there's so much focus on surface, so much focus on keeping that together, and less on a deeper thing going on. And that's really what I saw here is is that the surface stuff, as long as I'm not going to be express myself and be too vulnerable, but I can keep tick, tick all the surface boxes of what I need to do, to like, you know, be relevant here or, you know, be cool or be whatever it is within my social circle. Right. That's my priority. My priority is not the latter. Whereas for me, I feel like, wow, that's like, that'd be difficult. You know, like for me, it feels like so important to get the other stuff taken care of before dealing with (laughs) the surface stuff. Right. And again, I think that is an expression of what I mentioned before. See no bad, hear no bad, say no bad. As long as everything looks perfect and fine, I'm going to be protected. So there's a deeper fear around, and and it's pretty existential fear that you dive into when you start to, you know, unfold what is going on. Which is why if you start to scratch the surface and you actually want to penetrate and go deeper, you're going to meet a lot of resistance because it's not a willingness to necessarily go there because, again, the existential fear of life and death is is there hiding transgenerational, like generations back and back and back. Mm-hmm. And so there, that's... That is is uh, is a really valid reason. So if you hold that in in you know in your your awareness when you meet this passive aggressiveness, then then it's like oh that's you actually expressing that there's a fear behind expressing yourself. Because what happens? Confrontation, very explosive energy. Maybe there's a conflict. Maybe there's like harsh words being exchanged. And and if you're not used to that, that energy is is really really overwhelming to deal with. Yeah, well, it's something that they're gonna have to really deal with soon because there's so many immigrants coming, and you know I'm an immigrant too, and and 
we come from different places and and conflict and all these things. So how do you experience that explosive energy? Say that someone comes up to you in New York and just like says, fuck off. What do you say? It depends my mood. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, that guy's having a bad day. But if I'm having a bad day, then I'm like, fuck you too. You know, like it just really depends. Right, and then it's no big deal. You just like, you let go and then yeah. you leave and it's not a big deal. You no, just I let, noticed yeah. that the other day. We're in Sweden, like this guy in like some like fancy car, which, you know, whatever, like speeds up when I'm going through like a crosswalk thing. And like, I was like, just, and I was listening to like a happy song. I was in a good place and I just go, fucker, you know? And then I stopped myself and I was like, oh my God, did I just say that? That's not that nice. I was like, why would I do that? And I was like, oh yeah, because he was a total ass. You know, like, and there's no connection just among strangers, even mm-hmm. walking down the street, going to a restaurant, doing whatever. Like, it's just, there's like the, a wall up or something. And that's, I think that's strange for me because I feel more comfortable. You know, I mean, you land, like, well, I guess international people land in America at an airport and they don't get the same thing as me. But, like, I land. They're like, darling, how are you doing? Come on in. Welcome to America. I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, like, I'm here. Like, you know, it's just, there's, and I know in customs, like, you know, other people don't get that, but I do. You go to JFK, you see that little miniature... Uh, you know, the eagle and the whole thing. You're like, yay, I'm here. Well, I'm with my peeps, you know. They're like, <laughs> come on in. Um, welcome so, home. I always get welcome home. Yeah, welcome home. <laughs> I love that. And then, like, the security guys, like, talking to you. And, like, you know. And sometimes when I come back from Europe, I'm like, this is weird. And then I'm like, I love this. This is great, you know. I mean, I miss that kind of stuff. That's cool. And clearly, like, it's a different culture. I get it. And it comes from a different history and all that stuff. I'm not asking for, like, every Swede on the street to be like, hey, high five. What you doing? How's your day? Let's go. You know, like, we're, like, jumping around a Disney cartoon, you know, with, like, birds fluttering above us. I'm not asking for that. I'm just like, I mean. Then what do you want? I just want simple, like, you know, just, just a little bit more. Give me a little bit more. You know, I think... That's all. You give a sweet a couple drinks, and that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so you want? I mean, me sober. You know, me sober sweets. is a drunk sweet. So <laughs> I want a sweet to be a bit drunk, and then we're fine. This works. But otherwise, it's like you know, it, it's not as easy. Well, then it's perfect that you go to Granadon. It was perfect that I went to Granalund. I mean, I, I actually, I just don't like that place, really. But honestly, my kid loves it. But no. But I was just seeing these Swedes jumping around all over the place, happy, you know, around kids and rides. And, like, I was like, this is amazing. They're really opening up, you know. Otherwise, you go to, like, I don't know. Oh, God. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The tax office, you want to shoot yourself. (laughs) So any tax office, I guess, but especially in Sweden. So yeah, so no, it's just, I think that, yeah, that's it. What? Okay, yeah, we've talked about, okay, the conforming thing, that drives me fucking crazy. Like, everyone wants to be the same. What's up with that? You know, like, okay, so Chanel opened a store, which even before that, now everyone in Ostermom has to have a quilted black Chanel bag or something, you know? Like, it's like, this is, you know, we've, we're all, like, copying. Like, there's so much, like, copying going on. It's just, like, you know, coming from New York, you want to be at the place no one's at. You want to be wearing what no one's wearing. And I know these are material things I'm talking about. But still, there's something about, like, being this individual, like, being yourself, kind of expressing yourself, like, differently, like, this is who I am, and this is what, you know, this represents me, versus, like, this collective of representing, you know, as a group, and if you don't have that thing, or you're not vacationing here, or you're not doing that kind of stuff, I mean, this isn't something I can't, you know, I lose sleep over, but I'm just saying, like, it's like, for me, it's like, oh, God, I can't be around that, you know, so I avoid that shit, I do. I beat to my own drum in certain ways, but at the same time, after a while, you want some more drums around you beating to themselves, too, you know? <laughs> You're like the lonely drummer over here, you know? So I think, like, that... It's inspiring to be around people that want to be themselves, bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I think, I guess, in this therapy session, like, I'm missing that inspiration. Like, I feed off of other people that are inspiring and being themselves. Mm-hmm. It's what gives me you know, life and energy to a degree. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I do that. I'm trying to do that at least. And I want others around me to do that too because that's exciting, you know. Mm-hmm. But I like who I like that I'm different. I'm just craving other people to be connect more. You know, I even think like I was talking to my husband about this actually, about how moving to Sweden is really intense therapy for you because it's like, okay, you get there, you realize you're different, and you really, like, see yourself for who you are. Do you like yourself? I like myself. I like who I am. I like that I'm outgoing. I like that I express. I like that I say what I'm thinking. I like all that stuff about myself. So, okay, are you going to conform and be a part of the collective? Or are you going to be yourself and kind of, like, stand on the outside? What are you going to do? You know, that's kind of, like, what it comes down to in a way. I'm not saying, I mean, I have a lot of Swedish friends that actually, that are very international and aren't like that at all. So, it's not... You know, it's not to say that there aren't people like that, but in general, the collective, you know, and it's like, okay, well, how do I live in a place long term where I'm not going to be really part of this conforming collective, you know, Mm -hmm. but still live and enjoy and be happy and not be frustrated by the fact that, like, I'm not getting the connection that I want, you know. Right. Especially, I mean, I even see that, like, for immigrant other immigrants coming here and even refugees you know like for me it's quite easy I'm blonde I look Swedish to a degree so people start talking Swedish to me when they see me so that first level of judgment isn't there you know but for someone who looks very different even for yourself I mean like I know that you know you're half Hawaiian so you look you're darker and you look different you grew up here Um, it's changing of course but what I'm saying is is that like 
these people that don't speak the language, because I don't speak the language really that well, um, who look different, who have very different, you know, culture, religion, or whatever it is. I mean, they're judged so much because they're not part of the collective. Right. Whereas I have it a bit easier. I'm married to a Swede. You know, I, I look Swedish. So it's a, but it's still hard. So I can't even imagine what it's like for them to come here um, if it's hard for me, who has it quite easy. Right. You know? Yeah. Me not looking Swedish um, uh, and, and not being fully Swedish. And how was that growing up like that here? It was intense. It was really Can intense. You explain a bit? So we well, can... I mean, I was living in a small Swedish city in the South. And, um, and I was the only girl with brown hair and, and brown eyes at my school. Everyone else, blonde, blue eyes. And I was the awkward, weird one, you know, mm-hmm. because that's, you know, the first thing that you see is that I don't look like everyone else. And, and so it was this, I mean, a very passive, aggressive, subtle racism going on, of course, you know, it was something that I grew up with. So I even felt a resentment towards my appearance because of this and it took me out like a a pretty long time before I accepted my appearance looking different um and and I I still notice that you know I still notice that I'm being you know um you know, sometimes box. frowned upon or I had a shock because I'd have been you know, I'd been in Hawaii for almost a year like eight months or something and then I went to Japan and I was there for for some time then then I came back to Sweden and I was in this cultural shock well, first of all seeing all these like you know uh, latte papas <laughs> for us people that don't speak Swedish the coffee latte dads that walk around with strollers strollers that is crazy town when I see that (laughs) like and I was in shock and I was I was counting. I saw eight in one day, and I was like, "This is crazy." All Do they like that? Lots of dance. I'm really gonna go crazy now. On this. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing, and also I was, I was, uh, I was in shock seeing all these white people everywhere with blue eyes. So I'm like, homogenous. They good. They look like aliens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very homogenous. Um, and I had gotten so used to seeing all these Asian people <laughs> everywhere that looked like me, and I was just, like, melting in everywhere. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I got all of these glares as well. Men were looking at me, and I was like, what the hell are you looking at? And then realizing the connection that they make going to Thailand, seeing all the Asian girls there, because people think that I'm Thai. Okay, yeah. And so that was also so you already intense. got that stereotype. Like they've already decided this is because there's a lot of categorizing here because it's so right. homogenous. Yeah, but it's so easy to categorize everyone and put them in boxes. Yeah, so that's really annoying. Yeah. But. So and also with you know my ability to read people, I can kind of see what's you know you yeah know, all the different kind of things that's going in in throughout their and some brains and souls and so yeah pretty pretty intense coming back so i was in a state of cultural shock for quite some while that's interesting because you know in sweden they're so politically correct Mm -hmm. and outside everyone sees it's like such an equal 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 like you know thing but it's not like deep 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 down there's still like you know because it's been so homogenous for so long there still seems to be a bit of a fear of the different Mm, to a yes. degree. Right. I was talking to a, a girl I met recently at a party, and I wish I could remember the organization that her friend worked for because it was so wonderful, where they take refugees. 
So any Swede can take a refugee and invite them to dinner, and then the refugee will invite them to dinner. And you know, you kind of like integrate like this, which is really awesome, and I'm, I need to find out the name. But um, she was saying she lives out in the countryside, and there's a, there's a lot more refugees there, and you know, that her neighbors, neighbors are like hiding behind their curtains, just staring at them, walking down the street, like freaked out, yeah. you know? And it's like, wow. I mean, that is really crazy to me because it's like these people, this is going back to putting yourself in someone else's shoes. These people like have had to leave their war-torn country. They're coming here. Um, they don't understand the culture. They don't understand the language. They don't understand anything. And you're hiding from them and you're scared of them. I mean, they're fucking scared of you. You know what I mean? And if the longer you hide, the more resentful they're going to be. So it's going to be worse anyways. Right. So it's really, that's interesting to me because for a place that brings so many immigrants to Sweden and, you know, really is very on top of, in, at least in the media and, you know, pol politically, like being politically correct and making sure everyone's equal and, you know, all this kind of stuff. There's so much underlying fear around people that look different from different cultures, from different religions, because they're so used to being the same. And I think that's also why I wanted to do this initial podcast as this format, because I think it's important wherever you move for the people living there to understand where the other person's coming from. Right. You know, and I think like if we're moving here and we're, you know, trying to fit in with you to a degree, um, can you understand like us as well and not look at us like you know we're freaks if we're doing something that's so you know not Swedish like we're not Swedish you know we're never gonna be really like at least I'm not gonna be fully Swedish in my life you know um and so it's yeah I find that that's that can be frustrating sometimes like you mm -hmm. want and I think like I mean I've talked to Frederick about this before my producer Frederick um about Swedes really wanting to be more open. And I know, like, when my friends say this as well, and especially a lot of them that don't want to move back here because they're scared to enter back into the collective, you know? Right. But then I think it's much harder to for them to connect within the collective with each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I think that that, for me, that would be very uncomfortable. Like, I'm wondering, like, are they feeling unfulfilled or are they just, like fulfilled with not connecting with others as deeply as like maybe they could like that I can with others does it matter no but I'm just wondering <laughs> I guess I'm asking you in a way I mean listen uh, I uh, for me I want I would think that humans would want to connect with others deep more and deeper than like they're doing it here that's just but maybe I'm just totally biased and thinking of only myself but I feel like when I get energy by connecting with other people it could be a stranger walking down the street and they're like oh I love your glasses you're like thanks you like you know have an extra pep in your step afterwards you're like oh we just connected what does that do for you I just am like oh we just had a little connection or something I don't know like it gives me a little bit of, like I connect in with someone rather than just walking down the street and ignoring them you know right I don't know like for me it's just kind of fun like I was in a restaurant in Sweden, and, like, this couple started talking to me randomly. They were Swedish, but happened to live in Florida. Um, so they had this American thing going, and they just, re we, like, started talking, and then we, like, had shots of schnapps together, and they're like, come see me in my archipelago house. Here's my email. And it was, like, so refreshing because you don't get that that often here. You know, just, like, random people talking to you. And to me, like, that's not superficial or, like, I mean, for me, that's, like, in the moment, you know? Why not if in this moment this person's there and I'm there, why don't we talk? 
Like, that'd be cool. Even right. if I never see them again, this is kind of nice because if we're living in this moment right now, why would we ignore each other, you right. know? And I think that's kind of what is what what I don't understand, like, why people wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> okay. So maybe in our final things, because this, I guess, was supposed to be my therapy session, where should I change and develop in falling into this whole thing? And what, what are your thoughts, Mandy, on you know, the you, final thoughts for, for me? For you? Yeah. Um, I would say to be more with that it's uncomfortable for you and to sense that more. Yeah. And sit with that. And sit with what's really uncomfortable. And... Um, and it's it's going to be difficult because you lie you love the movement yeah there's there's movement in your system like this um energy that's outgoing it's gorgeous and at the same time it's also what's keeping you to fully relate and connect on a deeper level that you also long for mhm so to to really sit with the discomfort of it being awkward yeah. Of it being passive aggressive, of it being everything that it really is. That's your challenge. That is my challenge. I'm going to take it on. Yes. I'm going to bring you back. Yes. <laughs> well, we're going to do one on spirituality, actually, mm-hmm. coming up soon. Yes. To talk about that in Sweden. So I think that's interesting. All right. Well, cool. Well, I feel alive. I'm telling you, especially after a Peroni. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thank you, Mandy, for being here and Frederick for being amazing. Thank you for having me. As well. Cheers. Skull. Skull. All right. Mine's empty. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.